first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Benjamin Price, and today we will be talking about the half of it, Finding Grace, and we will be talking with Tom Kalinske, the former CEO of Sega, Mattel, and LeapFrog. First, I'm going to pass it off to Zoe so we can hear her interview with the director of the half of it, Alice Wu. Hi, Zoe. Uh, Where are you right now? Right now I'm in Florida. Okay, cool. And you? I'm in San Francisco. Cool. Um, I love everything about the half of it. I love the whole half of it. Um, And I love how this film is not a cliche and it's not like a typical high school movie. So this film, it feels like a very personal story. What did you want to tell to young generations? Oh, wow. First of all, thank you for saying that. It's like you never know as a filmmaker when you put these things out there, you have no idea how people will respond. So it means a lot to me that like, yeah. And especially because, I mean, a lot of ways you're like, you know, I mean, it, it's funny. I I um, often, like when I talk to my friends who are teens, I'm always amazed like how sophisticated teens are these days. Like you guys have like leapfrogged us in terms of our understanding of like relationships and in terms of how we think about the world. And I think that's really exciting for me. Um, and, you know, you hope when you're making these things, like I was like, God, I just hope it's in a way like that teens will actually relate to this and not be like an old person made this. And so it's nice to hear that like you did feel um, seen on some level. And I guess maybe that's just it is, is my hope is that uh, for anyone, whether you're a teen or you're older, that somewhere in these characters you feel seen somehow. And that by the end of the movie, you maybe feel more connected to like a larger humanity. Yeah, I totally get it. Actually, I'm 11, but I love this film so much. And I'm an actress. I'm not really a director, but I always like to write sketches with my friends. So, and I love this film so much. And I love the quote from this movie that it says, love is trying, reaching, and falling. So do you think people these days have a wrong vision of what true, like what love truly is? Mm. Um, I, you know, I'm the last person to think anyone has the wrong vision of anything because I myself have such a, you know, as I get older, I become more and more aware of the fact of like how much I don't know. Um, But one thing I do think is that uh, when I was younger, I had like a very, like, this is what love is, you know, and someday if I get that, then my life will be complete. Right. And as I get older, like you start having so many different types of relationships with people, not just romantic, but different kinds of friendships. Your, your relationship with your parents is probably going to change as you get older. Like you have different kinds of relationships with them. And seeing that helped me realize like there's just like a whole um, like lexicon of love that we don't, I think we keep it in a much narrower band than actually exists. Um, and so I guess I feel like, you know, as I get older, I'm only going to, my understanding of love is only going to grow because I'm only going to have more different kinds of relationships. You're listening to Kids First, coming attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking with the director and the cast of the half of it. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the delicacy in storytelling whenever you were telling the story. Um, It felt like it was in a very elegant way. 
So do you think it's important for all of us to understand how different we all are among each other? Um, yes. By the way, I kind of can't get over the fact that you're 11 because these are like the most sophisticated, thoughtful questions I've gotten, <laughs> like like from people of all ages. So I just find, I hope it does. I just had to call that out. Like it's really it's really great. Um, so I, I'm sorry. Your last question was like you appreciate the delicacy of. Uh, uh, do you mind saying that again? Yeah, of course. So I love the delicacy in your storytelling in this film. I felt like it was told in such like a beautiful and elegant way, especially for like certain subjects that might be just a tiny bit sensitive for like younger audiences. So do you think it's important for all of us to understand how different we all are like among each other? Yeah, I think the thing is that I, I do believe that we're actually all far more similar than we are different. Um, but I really love that as humans, one of the things is we get to express ourselves, right? Like we get to decide this is how I want to dress or this is how I want to wear my hair or this is who I want to love. And all of that can change all the time. Like it's one of the great, wonderful things about being human is this constant ability to choose. And in that, though, I think fundamentally, though, we I think we all pretty much want the same things. I think we all want to love. I think we all want to be loved. I think we all want to be understood. Um, and that can take different forms. But because of that, I really love taking a story and showing characters that are very specific uh, so that, you know, maybe you don't usually see that character on screen, but you hopefully start to relate to them. Like hopefully you fall in love with them, you start to relate to them. And by the end of the film, because of your kinship with that character, even if they're nothing like the way you present yourself, it maybe makes you feel a little bit more like, your capacity to connect to all sorts of different kinds of people becomes greater. Uh, so I think that's something that I secretly hope will happen when people see the film. Yeah, and finally, um, well, sadly, obviously, we're all at home, um, interviews on the computer these days. So what movies would you recommend for kids to watch when they're in quarantine? Oh, wow, what a great question. Um, I mean, I love classic movies. And in fact, I put a bunch of my favorite classic movies in that that uh, in the uh, film. Yeah, I saw Charlie <laughs> Chaplin and everything. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> what did I think yeah. whenever he says like best part? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, God, a great movie. Well, okay, here's a Swedish film I loved. I love this movie called My Life as a Dog. Uh, it came out in the late 80s, mid to late 80s. Uh, and it deals with a young boy. Um, I think it's actually a great movie to watch in quarantine because it, it's about a young boy who's going through something kind of tough in his life. But he does it with such, I don't know, there's just this sort of like um, um, irrepressible quality about him that I really love. So that might be one that I'd recommend. Yeah, well, I'd love talking to you and I'll make sure to check out that movie soon. All right. Well, thank you so much, Zoe. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, too. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Yokai Watch the Movie. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. 
We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished hearing Zoe's interview with the director of the half of it, Alice Wu, and next we're going to hear her interview with the cast of the half of it, Leia Lewis, Alexis Lemire, and Daniel Deemer. I love the whole half of it. I love how this film is current and sweet. And so what do you think makes this film different from any other film? (laughs) (laughs) So what I think makes this film different from other films um, is it's not a typical love story. And, you know, that is our log line. But really, really true that uh, we kind of put such an interesting twist on what a regular love story would be and show people that love is more than just romance. Absolutely. I mean, most of the movie will follow, you know, the the friendship of Ellie and Paul, which is, you know, it's a platonic love. And I think it, it was, it's really a, a breath of fresh air that we get to follow a relationship like that and see how that evolves and, and, and comes to fruition. And, um, you know, on top of that, they're also, you know, they're writing letters to, to, to Aster, but um, it's, it's really cool to see, to see them to kind of um, connect. I mean, they're so different, yet they connect so well. Definitely. Yeah, I love how this film isn't like a typical high school movie or just a cliche. Um, it's different, and I really enjoyed that. Um, so, Leah... I love how your character, she's determined at the same time. At the beginning, I guess she can be almost a little shy. What is the most fantastic or one of your favorite aspects of Ellie? I think one of my favorite things about Ellie is how completely aware she is of the things that are in her life, like taking care of school, taking care of her father, taking care of um, the train station, but how unaware she is of you know, kind of what is going on around her, you know, she's kind of like this 
50-year-old woman in this teenage girl's body. So it's really interesting that she is so mature, yet she is so young, you know? And even though she is shy, she is so internally rich with so many things that you wouldn't really expect from someone like that. Yeah, um, Paul, I also loved your character, and I love how he's a really genuine and sweet guy. At the same time, um, Ellie is, like, unbelievably smart, so he's not as smart as Ellie, of course, but I loved your character as well. So what do you think, like what quality of Paul do you love the most about him? I think, like you said, I think it is his genuineness. I think there's parts of him where he makes mistakes along the way. Um, but because of how, um, of where his heart's at, he, he really does continue to try to grow and become the best person that he can possibly be. Yeah, and Alexis, um, I also loved your, I loved all your characters. You guys were all like so great in this film. So Alexis, I feel like Astrid is really smart. And obviously in the film at first, she's dating like the popular guy in school. So what do you think Astrid sees in this guy? In Paul? No, in the guy that she was dating, like the, the popular chick? guy in school? Um, I think, you know, I think with what she sees in Trig and, and how that relationship kind of works is, you know, he's no, she's known Trig for a really long time and their families are pretty close and, you know, I think that she does have some sort of sort of love for him. Um, but, you know, I don't think he understands her as much as she hopes that he would and, and wants him to. Um, and so I think I think she stays with him also because it's it's comfortable. You know, it's kind of what she thinks her parents think that she should be doing. Um, but when she meets Paul slash Ellie, you know, she really is, she, she's meeting somebody who really sees her for her and what's on the inside, not what's on the outside and what everybody else in school sees her for. So I think that's kind of where that relationship comes from and why she is so intrigued by both characters and, and, and willing to, you know, see where both of them kind of go. Yeah. Uh, I really, I just love the entire film, everything about it. I just, I loved really. So, and one of my favorite scenes I remember is when Ellie and Astor, I guess it was almost like a secret lake that they were at and they were just there. Yeah. So um, in my opinion, that was a beautiful scene and you, your all acting was like so organic. So for all of you, what do you think was the most fun or just the, the best scene to film all together? Well, first, I, thank you for that. That was so yeah, sweet. Definitely. Really, really sweet. Um, but go ahead, Leah. No, 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 you go. And yes, thank you, Zoe. Thank no, no, I just, I just wanted to agree with you. That was actually one of my favorite scenes, scenes to film because um, it was actually um, Leah and I's chemistry read scene. So we actually had auditioned with that scene and read it together before um, I had booked the project. Um, and, and we were just so comfortable. And that scene we filmed was actually the last day on set. So it was a really fun kind of last scene for us to be able to just, you know, really be present and, and take it all in. And yeah, it was just such a beautiful scene and the setup and the hot springs. I mean, it was just so fun to film. It's great. I, I love that film. It felt so like, not film. I love that scene. It felt so like organic and I just loved everything about it pretty much. Chloe, thank you. And hearing someone your age say that really, really means a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, Daniel, so, what was your favorite scene? I wanted to hear Daniel's favorite scene. I mean, I, I had two favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes was the, the, the date scene with Aster. Um, the awkwardness of it was so much fun <laughs> to explore and play in. 
Um, and then also the train sequences um, uh, were, were just something that just felt so precious. And that was also close to the end of shooting. And so we developed, we'd been hanging out and developing our relationship for close to two months by that time and spending every day together. So to actually have that type of scene with somebody that you also genuinely care for is, is, was a really cool thing to do. Yeah, I love how you mentioned the thing about the train because I know in a lot of like romantic love type films, I there's always usually a train and either people, they depart on the train or like they come back. I don't know. There's always just a train there and I felt like it was so pretty. So thank you guys all so much for talking with me. I really love this film and it's such a pleasure to talk to you all of you. Thank you so much. Likewise. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Yokai Watch the Movie. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. I'm Benjamin and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with the director and cast of the half of it and next we'll be talking with Ruby and Callista about the half of it. So uh, let's jump right in. Ruby, if you had to sum up your thoughts on the half of it in one word, what would it be and why? Um, so this is in a positive light, just letting you know. So um, it was untraditional, to say the least. So we have all of these intersecting plot lines, um, all of these different characters from different backgrounds. Um, they have their individual relationships with each other, and they could really go any which way. Um, I myself didn't really know what was going to happen when I started watching. All I knew is that um, not to expect a traditional love story which I was actually very pleased with um, to see something that was very unique and different. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It, you going in, it's, it, is a, it, it has elements of a romance and elements of a comedy, but it doesn't go the traditional rom-com path. I'd agree with that. So, Callista, what is the half of it about? So, the half of it is a film about 
uh, a student named Ellie Chu who gets money by paying other, other students for homework assistance. And one day, a jock named Paul comes up to her and asks her for help writing a love letter for his crush, Astrid. And over the course of the movie, the two form a friendship, and they work together to get Astrid invested in Paul. However, as their plan goes on, Ellie herself starts falling for Astrid. And Ruby, what did you like most about this film? Um, so I really liked a lot about this film, um, but I would say that my favorite part was the cast. They did a phenomenal job. Uh, they embodied their roles very well. They were just very fit for their descriptions. And Callista, what was your favorite aspect of this film? I definitely really liked the uh, LGBT romance, as I myself am very passionate about representation in all of media. So I got very excited when I learned that this was a film with an LGBT twist. And uh, what did Callista, what did you think about the performances? I definitely think that the actors did a fantastic job. I especially really like the relationship between Paul and Ellie and the way their actors bounced off each other. I think the two had a fantastic chemistry. And I mean, they should, considering they are the two most uh, important characters in the story. So I really liked a lot of their scenes together. Ruby, what, le what lesson did you take away from the half of it? Um, so I took away that being your true self is valued far more than what you want others to perceive you as. Um, this was accurately represented in uh, the events that took place um, between the exchanges of letters. Um, and I just really felt that uh, it was clearly represented through this uh, symbolism. I like that read of the movie. And Callista, what was your favorite scene in the film and why? Oh, hmm. There's a lot of really good scenes in this film. I, I kind of want to choose one of the comedic scenes because there's a lot of really great comedic moments, especially with Paul and Ellie. However, I think my favorite moment is when Astrid takes Ellie to this little lake in the middle of the forest, and then they just float around in the water and talk about a bunch of philosophical stuff while music plays. It's just, it felt very nice to me. Like, I don't know how to exactly to describe it, but it just felt like a very just sweet moment that I really enjoyed. No, that that scene is very kind of like soothing. But yeah. I'm, uh, I gotta say, I pro I'm probably partial to the ping pong oh, uh, yeah. matches between the characters and uh, the movie watching going on. Yeah. Yeah. And Ruby, who's your favorite character in the film? Ooh, okay, this is very hard. Um, I really liked Paul. Paul was uh, very funny. He was, um, I guess you could classify him as a popular kid, but at the same time, he had this like kind of cute awkwardness about him, um, which helped with El him being able to relate to Ellie. So I really liked his role. And lastly, Callista, what uh, what would you give this? And what age rating would you give this? And what's how many stars? I would give this film three out of five stars and would recommend it for ages 11 to 18. Alrighty. Well, we are going to switch gears now. You're listening to Kids First, coming attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking with the director and the cast of the half of it. We just finished talking about the half of it, and now we are going to turn the tables a little bit, and I'm going to talk with Heather, 
about finding grace. Uh, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing really good. How are you? Good. Um, what did you think of this film? I thought it was so good. It was a really high quality film because the story was so so intimate between this girl and like her inner problems and how she deals with it and she's a teen girl and she's facing all these problems with her friends and things like that so you see her growth from the beginning to the end of the film which what I thought was awesome character development and going off of the story uh, what is this film story so it's a girl named Alaska and it starts off that she's just been arrested so she has a choice between going to do service hours at a nursing home and going to jail. So she chooses the service hours, right? So she meets this lady there named Miss Foster and they become really good friends. And it's this whole thing about how she learns from Miss Foster and how they grow together and how she deals with her problems. And it's, it's a wonderful, unexpected friendship. Um, who is your favorite character and what was your favorite scene? Um, Definitely Alaska because Paris Warner, who she's the actress, she did such a phenomenal job of portraying this character and she's just phenomenal and I really liked her choices. So I think Alaska is a fan favorite for everyone. And definitely my favorite scene would be one that she connects to Miss Foster and Alaska's just crying and it's so it's such a raw scene and I thought it was absolutely perfect writing, perfect acting. It was awesome. Uh, why would you recommend this film for people if you had to boil it down to one reason specifically? Um, I think it's really, really relatable to anybody going with family issues, arrests, and it's, it's raw and it's humane and it's so relatable to me and I've never gone through any of those problems but it was just such a beautiful film. And it wasn't glamored or anything. It was relatable and it was humane. And I thought that was just perfect. Um, what did you think of the performances overall? Oh, it was it was amazing. It was it was really raw too. It was it was the perfect representation of a family man with his daughter and their struggles, and then Alaska with her brother. And it was it was amazing to see the choices that these actors made and the writing that was presented to them and how they played their roles. I thought that was just phenomenal. And uh, what lesson did you take away from Finding Grace? I took away on how you're going to have a lot of life problems, but your family is always going to be there. And whether you think that everything's just going wrong, they're always going to have your back. And they're always going to love you. Oh, that sounds very moving. Um, what star rating and age rating would you give this film? I have to give it a five out of five stars because from down to the T, it was just a perfect film. And I think everyone should watch it. I recommend it for ages 14 to 18 due to the mature content. So I think, I think they're going to enjoy this film a lot. I did. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin. Price when you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Yokai Watch the Movie. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've heard Zoe's interview with the director and the cast of the half of it. And then we heard some of our own film critics talk about the film as well. And heard Heather's thoughts on Finding Grace. And next, we're going to hear Rohan's interview with Tom Kalinske, the former CEO of Sega, Mattel, and LeapFrog. Let's take a listen. Hey, guys. I'm here with the former CEO of Mattel, Sega, and LeapFrog, who currently works with Matchbox and Global Education Learning, Tom Kalinske. So, Tom, you have such an amazing career so far with all these former high positions. As a leader in gaming and education... Can you describe your life in day in terms that my audience can understand? Well, right now, I'm not as active as I used to be because I'm 75 years old. But normally, I I would work with the creative people, uh, whether it was for video game development or toy development, and the marketing people. And my life would be literally back-to-back meetings with either creative R&D people, marketing people, advertising people, sales people, and then sometimes, of course, we'd have to meet with the, the retailers and sometimes the online retailers like Amazon, for example. So my life would be pretty much back-to-back meetings. Well, what led you to choosing your career in this field? It's interesting. I started actually in advertising here in New York City and I worked for J. Walter Thompson and they had a subsidiary company that developed new products for existing clients. And the idea was if you developed a new product that was successful, the advertising agency would benefit from the advertising from that product. So one of the products I worked on was Flintstones Vitamins. And uh, it, it became a, a best-selling vitamin. I think it still is the best-selling chew- children's chewable vitamin today. And uh, anyway, I did that for a couple of years and Mattel was interested in the marketing that we did and so they contacted me and ended up offering me a job as a product manager back in Los Angeles, California. And that's how I got in the toy business. 
What do you study at school? Well, well, I studied uh, economics as an undergraduate degree, and then I have a master's degree in business. So I did all of the business courses, you know, finance and manufacturing and operations and accounting and all of that stuff. And then later, I went back to Harvard University's business school for a degree in what they called strategic management. And how is that? How is that applied to your career? That's a great question. I'm not sure how much of that I actually applied. I would say I applied more of the strategy planning that I got from Harvard University than I did the the other. Uh, my my master's degrees from University of Arizona, my undergraduate degrees from University of Wisconsin, and I don't really remember applying a lot of stuff that I learned in the university directly to my job. I think the Harvard experience was more strategy team building, and that sort of thing that I did use. Well, what's the most fun part of your day? <laughs> the most fun part of my day is working on product. It always has been. And the least fun? The least fun is working on finance <laughs> and working with banks and investors. I shouldn't say that, but it is true. <laughs> when, you have, when you're looking to hire someone for the company, what kind of traits do you look for? You know, I, I, my, my opinion has always been that I tried to hire really smart people and I didn't necessarily care what their academic background was. I was more interested in how smart are they. And also I wanted to work with people that seemed to be good team members that could get along well with others uh, that, that were the kind of people you wanted to associate with. And I considered one of my strengths was an ability to take very technical people and work with them well and get them to work with the marketing and salespeople, because sometimes those two areas clash. Sometimes the very creative people clash with the marketing and salespeople. So I thought that was a, some, a trait that I looked for, was people that I thought could get along with one another. What advice would you give to someone who's looking to enter the toys industry? Well, you know, first of all, I think you need to study it. You need to, I became, in my own opinion, I, I learned a lot about the toy industry. I studied the industry. I studied all different parts of the industry and I became kind of an expert in, in the industry and how it operated and who was important, what companies were doing well, what companies weren't, how, what were the retail strategies that worked. Of course, today retail is completely different than when I started. When I, when I started in, in business, it was Sears and Pennies and uh, Toys R Us and none of them are around anymore. <laughs> so, so it's now all online. But, but still, to learn that part of the business and become an, an expert in it so that you, you really know what you're doing in that part of the business. What types of changes would you like to make in the toys industry before you leave it? Well, I already made a bunch of them. I mean, I, one of that we were talking before this started, uh, last night we had the Academy Award of Toys, the Toy of the Year Awards for all different category of toys. And this was an idea that Alan Hassenfeld, at the time he was chairman of Hasbro and I was with Mattel, and we're, believe it or not, very close friends, even though we compete, we competed in those days all the time, but we're very close friends. And we said to ourselves at the time, we were having an annual toy industry dinner where we raised money for just one university, Brandeis University, good university. But we said to each other, why don't we raise money for children's charities instead? And why don't we try to have the Academy Award of Toys and maybe someday somebody will want to televise it and it'll literally become the Academy Award like the movie industry is. Now 
Now that part hasn't happened, but the toy industry uh, awards has happened, and it's a huge dinner we had last night, a thousand people. We raised a lot of money. We've raised over, several, well, we, I think last year we gave $15 million away to children's charities through the Toy Industry Association. So it's we've really done good stuff for the industry, and I just hope the industry continues to do that, continues to support children's charity, and someday I hope there is a television show on the Academy Award of Toys. Is there anything else you'd like to let people know about you? Well, I'm a dad. I have six children. Uh, I met my wife here at Toy Fair uh, 49 years ago, so uh, so a long, long, long time. And none of my children are in the toy industry. I wish I could have convinced one or two of them to be, but, but no one is. Uh, I spend a lot of my time on children's education now. Uh, using technology to improve education and I serve on the boards of a number of companies where we're trying to basically take video game technology and make curriculum more fun and interesting and as, and as involving, involving as video games are. So that, that's the thing that I'm still working on, still want to get done. Well, thank you Tom and great talking to you. It's my pleasure. This is Rowan Fox from Kids First signing out. I was just here with Tom Kalinske and we had a great conversation. See you next time. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Yokai Watch, the movie. I'm Benjamin Price. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.